What in the world is going on with you? What in the fuck is happening with you? Hey everybody, it's it's Jeff. How's it going? I'm feeling weird today. Today is Tuesday, August 4th. It's a uh, it's a Tuesday, and it's August 4th. Um, welcome to another episode of Life is Funny. I'm sitting here. I got some coffee with a little bit of bourbon in it. I got a bottle of water, no nipple this time. I got I got a nice view out. It's been raining all day. The rain is gone. The sun is out. I went hiking in the rain. I fell in the creek and I got wet. It was very exciting. Then I went grocery shopping and now I'm here. I know. Life is pretty pretty goddamn exciting sometimes. Oh my goodness. Okay. How's everyone doing? Hope you're doing well. Hope hope things are going going good. That's not proper English, but I hope that's the case. Um, thank you for all the listeners who are giving uh, all the positive feedback. That's really nice to hear. Um, it's completely unnecessary, but it, but it is appreciated. Um, and also, thank you. Oh, oh, let me mute my computer. Uh, thank you again to uh, to Mr. Jeff and to Mr. Jabbar for being my first two guests on the show. Got some great feedback. Um, yeah, those are good good episodes. And I thank you everyone to uh for downloading. I keep getting more and more listeners each week and it's kind of weird, but it's very exciting. Uh the bulk are in America. I'm checking the stats, but there's a few in Asia and then Oceania, which is uh which is uh, it's Australia and in uh, New Zealand. So thank you for the people listening over there across the world. Um yeah, good good work with the coronavirus over there. My God, you guys are making us look like like a bunch of morons. Goodness gracious. Okay, so today's episode, let's get into it. Um, I got a a question from a listener, um, or a request for for a topic of discussion, um, and I'm going to attempt to talk about it here now, right now, before you all. Um, and that basically is the to talk about the uh, the transition for me. From high school to volunteering full time with the group called City Year, um, yeah, I, I I don't really have much prepared, so I'm just gonna talk about it. I guess I guess the bulk of the question is how was that challenging, um, and what did I take away from it? Um, and there's a lot, there's a lot there. Sorry for yelling, I get passionate. Okay. So, before I start, let me have a little sip of water and some coffee, and we'll, uh, we'll get rolling. Hey, if you, if you are, if you're drinking as well, why don't you, why don't you join me with a little cheers? Cheers to you. I have my water in my hand, and that's, that's not good luck. Let me switch to my coffee. Cheers to you. Cheers. Oh, my God. The, the ratio from whiskey to coffee is off a bit. Oh. Oh my god, it tastes good, but it hurts, you know? It burns. Oh, it's black coffee. There's no cream. Oh, <coughs> okay, I'm going to have some water. Oh my god. Okay, what were we talking about? I'm back. Okay. <sighs> okay, so I take you all back to high school. High school Jeff. He was oh oh I hit a I hit a thing. Let me move that over here. Um he's five eleven and three quarters. He had a, a strange haircut. 
He was he was a, a mix of 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 oddly muscular and then baby faced. He played he played the French horn. He was a drum major. He wore a feather cap and a cape, and he would march around in the marching band, not just for fun. There was a purpose for it. It was a sequins cape. I had a sash as well. I had white gloves. Yep, uh, <laughs> we'd march around. We'd play our songs, and that was that was who I was in high school. I played sports. Um, I was not a good student. I didn't like school very much. Um, I never have. I've never been one for school. Um, I, I I got okay grades. I was like I was probably like a B plus student on average. Um, I would I mean school school kind of came easily to me, but I just didn't put any effort into it because I just didn't. I've always been the kind of guy um, who did not like being told what to do, <laughs> um, and I especially did not like teachers telling me what I needed to learn, and then I really did not like having to prove to them that I learned it by taking a test. I've just never, I've just never liked that. Um, and I, I mean, it's, it is what it is, just who I am. Um, and so I knew coming out of high school that college would, it did not interest me very much. Um, but also staying at home and being a busboy didn't interest me as much either. Um, so, so my senior year, I kind of knew like, oh shit, I have to do something. Um, I don't want to stay and live with my parents. I don't want to be a bus boy. Um, there's got to be something that that is an adventure, but it's also not quite college just yet. Let me take some time and see if I, you know, if I can handle college or if college is right for me. Um, and I didn't really know what to do. I, I didn't. I, I had no idea um, until Christmas break, my senior year, which would have been, yeah, December two thousand nine, because I graduated in two thousand ten. Um, my aunt suggest, and by the way, you're supposed to start applying for colleges in like January. So I, I, it was, it was go time. Um, so my aunt was visiting from California and she was asking me what my plans were. Um, then I was kind of defensive. I, I, I was sort of like, yeah, all right, whatever. I don't, I don't know. And I, I don't know yet. I don't really want to talk about it. Um, but then she, out of the blue, suggested Cityer, which is which was this program that her um, her good friend Charlie Rose was the dean of. Not not Charlie Rose, the interviewer, um, a different guy. He's a Boston guy. He was very cool. Um, and I looked into the program, and they had it in twenty six cities, um, and it looked interesting because basically what what I saw was that I'd be working with inner city kids. I had some experience. In school, working with kids at the time, I was an intern um, with a with a band director um, at a local middle school. So I was teaching music to kids, um, more more so directing music. Um, and I thought I kind of wanted to be a band director, um, but but then I just and I, I was also I I forgot all about this. My God, it's weird thinking about this. Um, I actually had a a lead to get a French horn scholarship. Um, at West Virginia University, I could have I could have studied music there, and one of my options, which I was considering, was being a band director, um, and going to West Virginia and getting my music degree. Um, so that was that was pretty much Plan A. West Virginia was not the hardest school to get into, um, and I already auditioned for French horn, and they they liked me there. Uh, wow, I can't believe I forgot all that. My goodness. Um, so that was that was lead one. 
Uh, and then I started looking into City Year, and that, that was a little bit more appealing to me. Um, I, I, and I'm, I'm sort of glad because I don't think I would have been a great band director anyway. Um, I like music, but I just, you know, it's, I, <laughs> I, I don't have the personality for, for teaching or, or being in a, you know, <laughs> a, a high class music program. Um, so City Year, basically what I saw when I did my research was that it was a, it was a volunteer program. Uh, it was one full school year. So it started in August, ended in June. Um, and basically it took 18 to 24 year olds. No, 17. Okay, yeah, 17 because um, I guess you can graduate when you're 17. 17 to 24-year-old people um, to work full-time in inner-city schools across the, across the country. Um, like I said, there were 26 cities. And I'd worked with kids. I'd volunteered with my mom. My mom's a teacher, so I, I volunteered with her, her students as well over the summer. Um, and I knew I liked working with kids. Um, so I thought it would be a good fit, and it'd be it'd be something new. I could move out. I could have some experience. It'd be a good resume builder. Um, I could give back. It just felt it felt like the right thing to do for whatever reason. Um, so I applied uh, in January, shortly after Christmas, um, and I got in, which was which was I'm sure partially due to the fact that I I knew someone who knew the dean. Uh, just to be quite honest. Um, because it was very, very difficult for, for 18-year-olds to get into the program, um, as I'm sure you can imagine. Uh, most 18-year-old kids are, are not the most responsible, um, who, who couldn't really handle the responsibility of doing that. Um, and there were times where I, I honestly was in over my head. Um, so I, I can understand why they, don't, they had a certain amount um, and later, when I was working in recruitment the second year, I figured I figured out sort of the numbers that they're they're looking for. Um, but yeah, I applied and I got in, and then I committed to doing that for a year. And my plan was to do that for a year, and then come home to Maryland, buy a motorcycle, and go to community college until I figured out the rest of my life. Um, and that is not at all what happened. So, cut to graduation. Well, let's let's go here. Um, before graduation, there's all that talk. I mean, I've, when, when do people find out about colleges? February? They find out they get in? Um, April? You find, out, you find out well before you graduate. Um, and a lot of parents were asking students, where are you going to college? Where are you going? And the, the question was always phrased that way, understandably so, because that is the norm in, in our world is where are you going to school? Um, what college are you going to? What's what's the next step for you? Which is college. Um, they want to know where you're going, what you're studying. Um, and when I always got asked that question, I always <laughs> I always said I'm not going to school, and the, it was just kind of yeah. I got looks and weird weird side eyes, and I was being judged. But luckily, I mean, I've never been one to really. I, I've cared what people thought about me because I wanted to be liked and accepted because for, for a lot of times I, I didn't feel like I was. Um, but I also, I grew up in a house where my sisters didn't look like me. I was the only kid in my peer group who was biracial and adopted. I I was very used to not fitting in or not being understood, if that makes any sense. Um, which, which the benefit of that was um, letting stuff like the judgment of parents of the of the kids around me 
um, not getting to me when I when I told them I wasn't going to college right away. Um, if they if they got past the judgment, they would typically ask, "Oh, well, what are you doing?" Um, and then I explain it, and then and then the program in and of itself would would sort of validate the fact that I wasn't going to school because at least I was volunteering and doing something worthwhile. Um, not that that matters and worthwhile is subjective anyway, but I think people who were and and then to be fair, there were people who were pretty excited and receptive of of my choice. Um, gap years are are a common term now for what I was doing, and they're becoming more and more accepted. Typically, gap years are for students to go and travel. Um, so, so the fact that I was taking a gap year to to volunteer was was it was cool. But but still, I was being judged. Um, but I didn't care. I really it was it was what I wanted to do. I stuck to my guns. Um, if I can give myself credit for something in life, it's that I've always kind of just trusted my gut. Um, and sometimes it's led me to, to weird places, but it's been a, it's been a fun ride, man. It's been great. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to think of where else to go with this. Okay. In terms of cities, uh, before I applied, there were a few options. I think I talked about this briefly before. Um, I don't want to repeat myself too much, but I narrowed it down to three cities. Um, I have the aunt who told me about city year. She lives in Los Angeles. So I considered LA city year, CYLA. Um, DC is really close to home. So I considered CYDC. Um, and then I have all these friends and, and, and I guess pseudo relatives out in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, and they, that year we're starting the first core uh, all the groups in the cities are called cores. Um, they were starting the first core in Milwaukee that year. Um, and so that sort of was just, it was like, okay, I could be a part of the first first core in the city. Um, DC is kind of too close to home. It's pretty expensive. I'm not making much money. Um, I think the stipend for a city year was like 12 grand a year. It was 600 bucks every two weeks. Um, people in LA had to had to have like six people to a one bedroom apartment. It was just not attractive. Um the more I the more I researched it. Uh, in Milwaukee, man, you can you can live pretty fat with with 1200 bucks a month. I'm telling you. I mean, rent was like 300 bucks. Uh, it was uh, 900 bucks to play with. It was great. Um I was on food stamps. I got 200 bucks of groceries a month. It was it was challenging, but still, I mean, it was it was a lot easier than than other cities would have been. Um, regardless to say, I picked Milwaukee, um, and so that whole summer, I just saved up as much money as I could. I worked at at the Japanese steakhouse that I worked at. Um, I was hanging out with my girlfriend at the time. We were we were doing some, uh, you know, went to, we took some trips with our with our friends and stuff. Just just day trips. Um, and I remember that summer being like, holy fuck, <laughs> what, what did I do? I'm moving halfway across the country. I don't have a college that I'm going to yet. I don't really know many people in Milwaukee. Um, I'm going to pack up my stuff, which I didn't have much because I'm an 18-year-old kid. Basically, I'm going to move my guitar and my clothes Um and move across the country and work with inner city kids when all of my friends who I'm hanging out with right now are talking about partying and 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 majors. What the fuck did I do? <laughs> what did I do? 
What did I do? Oh, so the fear was building. The fear was building. Um, I knew my girlfriend and I were expiration dating. I love that term. Um, and I knew like oh, this everything that I. It it really it really um, exacerbated the amount of change that was due to come. Um, yeah, there's a lot of fear. And now that I'm just, I haven't really thought about this much, um, but now all the all the all the feelings are coming back. Um, and I remember, I remember the date. I was moving there August 13th, and then August 16th of 2010 uh, was our first first day, um, where we we got to um, where we had to start. We started training and stuff like that. Thankfully, over spring break, I took a trip to Milwaukee and I saw where I was going. I scoped out some apartments. Um, luckily, I did that in advance, which which helped a lot. Um, I lived near Marquette University when I first moved there. So we drove out, took two days. We fit in all my stuff in a minivan. Um, my mom, my dad, my younger sister, we all drove out to Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> it was It was terrifying. I remember the first few days where we were moving in. I was staying with my my quote unquote aunt and uncle. They're they're I call them my aunt and uncle. They they are my family. I I mean, you know, if you define your family, they they helped me so much in my life. Um, so we were staying at their house. They live in a, a small suburb of Milwaukee. Um, we'd stay there. We'd eat. We'd do fun things. We'd learn about Wisconsin. But I remember being like, okay, it's the fourteenth. It's the, the you know whatever. Um, Okay, it's the 15th, they're leaving. <laughs> and then I was so, I remember vividly, I will never forget this. My apartment address was 2200 West Kilbourne. Uh, for those of you familiar with that area, it was an old insane asylum in a hospital, <laughs> which they turned into newly renovated uh, apartments. The apartments were sweet. They had low income, which we qualified for. Um, but the outside looked like an insane asylum. And it was on top of this hill. And the driveway drove up the hill and then back down. And I remember vividly my parents taking me from Jackie and Tim's house, taking me to my apartment, me looking up at it, seeing this freaking insane asylum, and then saying goodbye, seeing my parents cry, both of them. I've never seen my dad cry like that before. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit, what am I doing? And then... I remember seeing them drive off down the hill and then hang a left and then me turning back around and just looking at the choice that I made, which was to live here. Oh, oh, it was so... The regret was instant. I was like, I could be in a dorm. I could be drinking. I could have stayed at home. I'm 14 hours by car away. Um, I don't know anybody yet. I barely know my roommate. I'm alone in a city. And it was terrifying. And I remember calling home every day. Every day. Every freaking day. Um, But luckily the transition period at first was me getting used to Milwaukee. Me learning about the city. I rode my bike every day. Um, It's a pretty manageable city. It's, it's It's a sizable city. The metropolitan area has about one and a half million people. 
The city itself probably has like 600,000. It's the same size as Baltimore, which I, I grew up around. Um, same as D.C., about the same size, about the same amount of people. Um, but but it's very manageable. It, there's not many people who hang out in the downtown area. There's some really cool restaurants. The lakefront was great. still is great. Um, so every night I would I would ride my bike after after our training. I'd ride my bike down to the lakefront. Um, I'd call my parents, and then I'd drive back. I remember I had a flip phone. Um, I'd call my flip phone, and then I'd drive back. Uh, I ride my bike back, and then I also remember riding my bike down to the beach one time, and I didn't know you weren't supposed to swim in the lake, and I swam in the lake because on the East Coast you swim in bodies of water. Apparently, you don't swim in Lake Michigan near Milwaukee. I didn't know that, but I learned. Um, so luckily, there was a lot of that. It was a lot of riding my bike, getting oriented with the city, um, hanging out with the friends that I was making at the orientation. Um, the hard part about it, though, was that they were all they were all of legal age. They were all twenty. Well, I was two. I was eighteen, but they were all of drinking age. So they'd go out and drink together. Um, and I was kind of relegated to my apartment because I was 18. Um, and I wasn't really friends with the other 18 year olds. So there wasn't really much to hang out with. So a lot of the time I would spend my nights alone. Um, and this sounds more depressing than it actually was. Uh, it was, I'm just, uh, let's cover the challenging parts first. Why don't we? Um, so I was terrified. I was far away from my family. I was, uh, the youngest person pretty much on the team, um, or in the, I was one of the youngest people in the entire group. So, so the way city year is set up, um, there were 60 of us in six different schools and we were the core members. Um, then on top of that, I think there were nine senior core members at the time, senior core, meaning either have city year experience or were selected due to their qualifications to be in charge of either a, a, a team, a school team, uh, or in charge of a different part of the operations. So, we had six schools. I was in Alexander Mitchell Integrated Arts School. Um, it was on the south side of Milwaukee. It was predominantly Latino. Um, the Latino mix was predominantly Mexican and Puerto Rican. The food was fucking killer. Oh my God, was that food good. Oh, chicharron, freaking tamales, Get the the rice and the beans. They had a bakery down there. We could talk about this for this could be a whole episode in itself. The bakery you had like I could buy like fifty donuts and pay a nickel, and I could feed my entire team. It was it it's the best. It was the best. Oh, the the culture there was really cool. That was neat. We'll get there. Anyway, so I was in that school. There were three on the south side, three on the north side, um, and obviously they're all they're all inner city populations. So on my team, we had 10 other core members. I was one of 10. On my team, I was the youngest. Um, second to our team leader, which is ironic enough. Uh, he was 19. I was 18. But I looked up to him because he had done, he had already done what I had chosen to do, which was a, which was a great help. Um, just to see that example, just to have someone who could relate to me. Um, so that, that was a positive. Um, before we started doing school stuff, though, um, we had these trainings, like I said. So I met everybody. That was nice. Um, so we had there was an easing in period there. Um, but once once school started, we were in the schools Monday through Thursday full time, seven thirty to about seven o'clock at night some nights. Um, and then on Fridays we do a volunteer um, 
a volunteer sort of event or project around the around the community, um, or we do a training. So Fridays was sort of it was a relaxed day unless we did a hardcore training or a, sorry a hardcore volunteer like, like we 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 did chicken coop cleaning we did we did mucking in a creek I mean we did all sorts of stuff. Um, but th- those were kind of fun because you got to see the people you never got to see people from the other schools. Um, th- those days could be fun. On the typical day, on a Monday through a Thursday, I would wake up. This is when school started. I would wake up at probably four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. Um, I would eat breakfast. I would catch the bus, which means that I had to get up and walk about maybe a half a mile to the bus stop. Catch the bus. It was the 27. I remember it clear as day. I'd walk to 27th Street. It would drop me off at 27th and Mitchell. I would walk from 27th to Mitchell to whatever, the four or five block walk to 22nd. Um, it was funny because my school was like exactly, my, my apartment and my school were in a straight line from each other, but it was just probably, I don't know, three miles away from each other. Um, I'd catch that and I'd, I'd have to be at the school by 7.30 in the morning. Um, it was so, so difficult in like February, uh, late January when it was negative 20 degrees and it was still dark outside when you got up. You stay inside all day and then it's dark when you leave and it's cold and there's snow and you're standing on the bus stop. <laughs> it was, there was some character building there. Um, not to mention the working in the schools, the, the population in the schools could be, could be challenging at times. Um, I was in a middle school, luckily, um, and so each core member got got their own classroom and, and teacher. And within that classroom, I had probably a group of, depending on what subject, anywhere from five to ten kids. Um, and the teacher and I would meet every day before the kids um, came, and we would talk about, okay, this kid needs help with this. Um, he got this wrong last time. Make sure you're helping him with that. Um, she did this wrong last time. Make sure she's doing this well. And basically, I was I was a an, an in-class tutor and mentor, um, tutoring the material and in between classes, um, building relationships with the kids so that if they had any issues, um, or needed advice, they could come to us. Um, sometimes they're in our classroom. Sometimes they were just a school kid who, who liked you. Um, and so that was cool. Most of the time, most of the time it was evident that I was helping, um, and that the kids came to me when they needed help. Um, some of the kids just could care less that I was there. Um, some kids outright didn't like me. Um, but overall, it was a very rewarding experience. There was, there was a kid, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave his name out of this. Um, but yeah, there, there's one kid in particular who I, I definitely made the biggest impact on. Um, in that he he graduated from high school. He was he was 16 and he was in the 8th grade. Um and had he failed that grade, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been able to graduate high school. Um but he went on to graduate and and pass every single grade after that um and graduate, which is which is what that year was all about for me. Um which is awesome. That 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 is humbling to know that that happened because of me. 
Um, well, and, and his hard work and effort and also the rest of the city or kids. But um, to know that I, I was able to impact that kid as well was, was um, it's humbling. Um, so, so that was the biggest part of the year. The, the rest of the year, I mean, some of the kids liked me. I helped some out. Some didn't need my help as much. Um, I was also, a, I was also a guy from the suburbs, you know, the, they, I mean, they were, they were not the nicest suburbs, but they, they kind of realized like, oh, he's not really, he can't really relate to us. Um, but like if they had a guy question, if they had a question about like, you know, sports or girls or things like that, then I, then they'd come to me just cause you know, we had that kind of relationship. Um, so we do that during school. After school, we ran after school programs. So there was a drum circle that, <laughs> that uh, I naturally was a part of. Um, they they saw that I was interested in marijuana and they said you'd be perfect. I'm kidding. Um, but no, there's a music class. Mostly it was music. We had some guitars. Um, so I, we did some guitar lessons here and there. A lot of sports. Um, I helped coach basketball. We went to the flag football games all the time. Um, yeah, so after school was it was pretty much... It was just a gamut. It spanned the gamut of whatever whatever the kids wanted to do. Um, and so we did that, and then afterwards we left, and then we went home, and I would eat my dinner that I, I made, um, and then I'd wake up and do it all over again. Um, and on the weekends, I'd explore the city, maybe get some food, maybe see a show. Um, it was very, very challenging, but it was one of the best, best years of my life. Um... I learned a lot about how cities operate. I learned a lot about the inner city of of Milwaukee and how how many of them operate in in the United States. I lived in an area where there were no grocery stores, so I had to catch the bus. Uh, half my half my Saturday, like every two weeks, was um, catching the bus for about an hour, going to a grocery store for about half an hour, uh, and then riding the bus back another half an hour or hour. It was like half a day of grocery shopping, and I'd use my food stamps because that was the closest grocery store to me. Um, and that's that's a that's a major problem in a lot of the urban areas in the country, um, which leads to obesity and fast food and all that all that jazz. Um, so I experienced that firsthand. Um, another rewarding part of it, which was great, was um, I was I applied and got selected to run the summer camps, or not the summer camps, sorry, um, spring break camps. So the week that was off of school for the kids there, um, all the all the younger students got to go to a, it was sort of like the, the local science center, it was called Discovery World, um, and they had a camp there for a week long, uh, a week long camp there for a week straight. Um, and so they had different demonstrations, they got, they got to learn about um a particular subject that they got to pick. And the kids that got in there were typically, um, they had, to, it was basically like just write, first come first serve. Um, they had to write an essay. It was, it was a, it was a pretty, pretty intense selection process for the kids to get there. Um, and I was selected to run one of the camps by myself. Um, I was in charge of the, the fish camp. Um, so I had to learn. We, I remember the whole month of February, um, leading up to April. Um, actually, it was like it was like February and March. It was like two months straight of work, and I worked every single day. Um, I'd go into the office Saturday and Sunday and work on on papers, um, and I'd learn how I'd learn about fish. I didn't know shit about fish. I took a I took a marine biology class in high school, but the only thing I learned that I remember is that there's a bird called the blue footed booby, and that's a piece of knowledge I will never forget. But I had to learn 
about the invasive species of Lake Michigan, like the zebra mussel and the, the Asian carp. <laughs> I will never forget any of those either. My goodness. Um, but that was cool. That was a great honor. So it was me and another guy named Rob, um, who we, we headed up the camp and each day we had like a mission that we had the kids do like, okay, the, I forget what it was, but it was some sort of mystery. And each day they had to find a clue and each group had, was in charge of finding the certain clue. And the clue was part of the curriculum for that day. Um, it was fun. I got to be creative. I got to be in charge of a classroom. Um, and I was teaching seven hours straight a day, which was, Man, teachers out there, I, I give you so much credit. My goodness. Um, so that was great. That was a highlight, too, in that I, I mean, at the end of the week, all the all the kids got goldfish. I get messages every once in a while from people saying their goldfish is still alive, <laughs> which is crazy. Because um, I, I think half of them died the minute they arrived at the at the, the classroom. Um, we I met a park ranger who I saw every once in a while riding my bike, and we would chat because um, we met that, that week. Um, and he, he taught the kids about the, the, so, so Discovery World was right next to a, um, an island, which was a state park, like a little tiny state park. And I'd bike there every day, um, in college and I'd see him and he was, he remembered me. So that was cool. Um, and he took the kids fishing. Um, I remember the day we were supposed to go fishing. This isn't, remember, this is in April. Um, there was an inch of snow on the ground when I woke up. (laughs) So the kids... We had to postpone that day and then rearrange the schedule. Um, but still, when the kids went fishing, they were in their winter gear. Um, yeah, that was that was that was fun. Seeing those kids fish for the first time. Um, so I had a lot of rewarding experiences that first year. Um, as hard as it was, and of course, I mean the, the schools had the typical issues too. There were gangs. Um, the kids would wear their gang colors to school. They had the Latin kings, the Latin queens. Um, you know they had they had all that group they they they'd wear their purple and their gold and um there was a few days where there were shootings outside of school and we had to go on lockdown i saw more than one police chase in the in the streets um around the school um a kid brought a knife to school a few times a kid got busted for selling drugs in a middle school um a kid punched out a window you know there there was some very there was some aggression um and you sort of started to understand why the kids felt the way they did, um, and it's it's so sad that that's a lot of the a lot of the realities of their lives. Um, so there's also a lot of compassion that I um, you know, that I learned from that. Um, you know, and sometimes the biggest thing I learned is in terms of in terms of especially kids is behavior is um, typically just a side effect of trying to deal with the the difficulties of of their life um and their lack of control mostly it mostly it seemed like they were so out of control um that they the only thing that they could control was i'm gonna i'm gonna punch this window and that's gonna you know it was just it was very interesting it was very sad and and i think everybody should thank their lucky stars um who who wasn't born in a situation like that um yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of struggling people out there. Um, anyway, so that was I learned a lot that year. Um, but a lot of the kids were also great. I mean, even though they had such difficulties, they're some of the brightest kids I've ever met. 
Um, a lot of the kids went on to do some really cool things. A lot of the kids who had City Year in their schools went on to volunteer, and they're working for City Year now. Um, it's not all just chaos in the inner city. There, there is some, but it's it's also a lot of just bright, bright people who who don't have access to to show off their you know their capabilities like like some of the more fortunate school districts. Um, and that that's more that's I think that's the most heartbreaking part. Um, but City Year does great work. I'm all I'm all for it. Um, the second year. I was not in a school, but I was asked back. I, I reapplied as a senior core member and was in charge of recruitment. Um, yeah, I guess I, I guess I can talk about that because um, that's not really that's not really after high. This is more after I did the first year. Um, yeah, I guess I'll talk about that. Let me let me have some more coffee, whiskey. Oh my god, here we go. finished it. Woo! Woo! Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Okay. Mm. Oh, that's an interesting taste to have in your face. I mean, I really made that ratio poorly. I really did not do a good job there. That really was not good. Okay. Um, yeah, let's talk about the second year. Um, the second year was a little bit more challenging uh, in its own ways and a little bit more rewarding in its own ways as well. Um, so I got accepted to be a senior core member um, as a recruiter. So my goal was to bring people, obviously my goal was to bring um, qualified potential core members to apply for the job, to apply for the position, Um and so they could then serve the school districts in the best way that they that they could. Um, oh my God, I still can't breathe. <laughs> Whoo! I still can't breathe, and I also got to pee. Hold up, I'm gonna, I'm actually. I realized I told Jabbar I was gonna edit that out, and I never did. So sorry, Jabbar, but I'm gonna pause it right now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little <laughs> take a little pee pee. Give me one sec. All right, I did it. I did it. I peed. Um, and I washed my hands. And I'm, I, I feel lighter. I feel good. Let's talk about the second year of City Year. City Year. Let's talk about the second year of City Year, shall we? We shall. Um, so, in between the first year and the second year, I went home for a little bit. Um, and I remember seeing my friends from back home. I remember visiting my ex-girlfriend. Um... And I remember feeling like, oh, this is way different than it used to be. Something's up. Everyone's still hanging out together, and I feel I feel different than than I did. Um, I started to see, like, oh my god, I that was. I really started to see the impact of what that year had on me, um, visiting my peers, especially that I'd seen just a year before. Um, and then I kind of realized, like, oh, okay, I'm on a. This is a different thing that I'm doing. This is. Um, I'm 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 doing something. This is this is a different thing that I'm doing, and I'm about to continue on this path too. Um, so maybe let's not make plans right now um, <laughs> for the future. Let's sort of just you know see who I am at the end of this year and go from there. Um, so I was home for two weeks, and then we went back to Milwaukee. Um, I lived with my aunt and uncle Jackie and Tim, uh, and then I moved on to the east side. 
um, in August. But in July, we went to Boston, which is where City Year is headquartered out of. Um, and we did the, the um, I think it's called the Summit. I forget what it was. But it was every single City Year um, site, all 26 cities. Um, all their senior core members and staff came to Boston and had this huge convention. There was like 1,300 people there. Um, and that was that was very cool, being in Boston, staying at, I think we were at Northeastern University. It had to be Northeastern. Yeah, because it was kind of, you could see the skyline of downtown. Anyway, that was fun. Um, so that was cool. That's kind of when I sort of started to see like, oh, okay, this is how big organizations work. This is, you know, um, and I had some spell, but that was my first first time at like a public speaking training or or anything like that. And I was very, very, very shy um, in front of people. I mean, when I was in a sequence cape and a sash, it's a different story. I mean, I would rock that, I would rock that shit like, like, like there's no tomorrow. But just me? No, I had a lot of stage fright. Um, and ironically enough, we were requested to perform <coughs> at the, it's called CY Got Talent, which was in the, the Northwestern basketball state. They like wall off half the arena and then the entire section of seats was filled. Uh, and we, my friend and Nana and I uh, were, we did a, we did a song for a giant talent show in front of like 1200 people. Um, and we had done the song at like this weird retreat we did in the winter time at just just Milwaukee. Um, it was Flight of the Concords, looking around. Wait, what is it? Most beautiful girl in the room. Um, so we'd done that song before. It was it was great, and they wanted us to do it at the talent show. Um, so that was my first taste of like, holy moly, this is what it's like to be in front of this many people, um, and to make them laugh. And that was like, oh, okay, this is this is fun. This is that was a good time. I remember after I did that performance, it was only like three minutes long. In fact, I think it's still on YouTube. You can see a weird lanky Jeff. If you type in on YouTube, CY Got Talent MKE, it should pop up. I think that's what it is. Um, <laughs> you could see me and Nano doing our song. And I remember after that happened, I was just so charged up from adrenaline because it's just like, what just happened? And they were all out drinking and I couldn't drink. Because I was 19. They were all partying. And no one else, no one else at this, there was like one other 18 year old, but he went to, I think he had a fake ID, so he wasn't drinking. So I was alone at Northwestern, <laughs> I was alone at Northwestern, Northeastern University and with all this energy. So the only thing I could do was go to the gym. So I went to the gym and just lifted weights until everyone came home. And like, <laughs> like, I looked like I was on speed, and apparently Nano had the night of his life, and I wish I would have, man, I wish I would have tried to get in. Anyway, that's a regret of mine. Um, so that was, that was a highlight of not only, not only that trip, but my life probably was that, that experience of performing in front of that many people. Um, that was the first time it happened, and it was, man, man, oh man, that was four minutes. Um, but anyway, I was in charge of recruitment, so after, after that, um, we we started. We helped with the trainings. We ran a few trainings for the the new core to get them, you know, situated as to what city year was. Um, met some really cool people. Um, I remember that there were a few people who who were like me uh, the previous year. They were just out of high school. They wanted to do city year. 
Um, and so I kind of I kind of formed a friendship with them, helped them through the year, um, and we I was in charge of basically giving speeches to to the entire state. So I would go to like Madison, I'd go to University of Wisconsin, I'd go to UWM, University of Wisconsin Milwaukee. Um, I'd go to all the colleges, I'd go to most of the most of the schools on the within the general area, the high schools, <coughs> and I would give this 45 minute talk um, that I made myself. Um, and by the end of it, I remember being so fucking nervous for talking in front of like seven high schoolers in a library, so scared. To, to talking in front of a, a room of 700 students at UW-Madison, um, people who are older than me, and, and having fun. I mean, so that was, that was great. That's when I first got the, the bug of, of humor and being funny on stage, um, but also um, communicating, talking, uh, the, the, joy of, the joy of having people understand you, which is, that's almost more satisfying than that making people laugh is to communicate um, powerfully. That's a good word for it. Um, and I have the voice for it. I wish I had the face for it. That's a different story. I'm kidding. Um, but I started to realize, like, oh, people listen when I when I talk. I wonder what I can do. And I'm still figuring that that shit out. Um, and I did comedy for a long time, and the same thing. People would when my when they heard my voice, they would listen. It's it's a gift. Um, it's a it's a thing I can use to my advantage. But I remember playing with that, toying with that for, for the first time, um, and sort of starting to hone it. So the time I started doing comedy, I was sort of, I was ahead of the curve because I wasn't afraid of talking to people, talking in front of people. Um, so that was formative. The, the downside to that was I, I sort of started to, I was in the middle of the bureaucracy of, of the job, and it was very much sales. Recruitment is essentially sales, in that they're not so much worried about the quality of the applicant that you get. They were more so concerned about you hitting your numbers, um, which I did not like. I did not like that um, because I would ask people who I just outright knew were not right for the program to apply just so I could hit my numbers, just so I wouldn't get yelled at um, by my boss. That's a different story. Not yelled at, but, you know, like, you know, pressured, I guess. Um and it was also isolated because I wanted to be in schools and I wasn't in schools. Um, I wasn't a team leader, which was which was disappointing in its own way. Um, and I missed that interaction with kids. So I was removed from, from the student side of things. Um, but I also, I remember helping people um, become core members. Um, and that was, that was satisfying in its own way too. That was very, very rewarding. Um, helping people get into the program and having the same experience that I did, um, which was a profound one, you know. So, yeah, yeah. In a way, I mean, there's ups and downs to everything. Um, and after that, I got a I got a scholarship to UWM, uh, U- University of Wisconsin Milwaukee. Um, I was a communications major. That's probably no surprise. I was in the leadership program because I had the city year experience. Um, so after after that year, I did end up going to college. Um. Yeah, I went for I went for my freshman year. I did pretty well. It was that's that's a story for a different time. Um. Yeah, I guess that's good enough, right? Huh? Did I answer your question? Um. Yeah. Anyway, those two years of my life were some of the most challenging. 
Um, a lot of hours on the road that second year, a lot of stage fright, a lot of isolation because I was essentially a comic, a road comic. I was driving from gig to gig to gig, giving my talk, um, trying to get numbers. And, uh, it was, I remember feeling pretty isolated, but then I also, I also kind of enjoyed being on the road and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, and my roommates were great. I had three roommates. It was like living in Narnia. I don't even know. <laughs> we had a tortoise. We had a dog. Um, I just remember walking around and looking in my apartment. There's a tortoise on the floor. Or like there's a dog who's who's jumping in my bed while I'm sleeping. <laughs> it was just it was fun. It was a lot of fun um, and a lot of camaraderie that second year too among the senior corps members. Um, a lot of fun trips too. We we used to take weekend trips camping because um, it was cheap and. We'd pay. It was like seventy bucks a site, so you pay like twenty bucks, and you you bring your own tent, you buy your own food. It was great. It was great. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of great memories. As I, despite all the challenges, there was uh, two of the best years of my life, um, and two of the most formative years of my life. And if I had to do them again, I I completely would. I'm so happy that I did them. I'm so happy that I did them in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's a fantastic city. If you ever get the chance to go, you should go. Um, after all this coronavirus stuff is is settled down, that is, um, it's a great town, wonderful town, um, good people, um, yeah, yeah, that's that. You know what? Let's end it there. It's about fifty minutes into this episode. You guys have been very patient. Um, yeah, let's end there. Thank you all for listening to the Jeff Weekly Podcast. No, whoa, whoa, Jeff, whoa. Life is funny. Life is funny. Thank you all for listening to Life is Funny, the new show that you're listening to currently. Um, thanks for all the feedback. If you have any other questions that you'd like to hear me talk about, I have, I have a list of three so far um, that people have sent in. Um, but you can send them to Life is Funny Pod, all one word, Life is Funny Pod at gmail.com or to the Facebook page uh, message board. Uh, there's a few requests there as well. Um, if you want to hear me talk about something, whatever, my life, you want to be on as a guest, whatever you want to do, hit me up there. Um, please like, please comment, please subscribe. I don't even know if you can do that. Subscriptions do help. Um, yeah, that, that's, that, that'd be very helpful if you could do that. Otherwise, you guys are awesome. Thanks for listening yet again to another episode of Life is Funny. Uh, enjoy your week. I'm going to drop another episode probably on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Two to frickin' Lou.